0: This Idle News blast contains significant story spoilers for the game Her Story. If you have not played it to completion, please don't listen to this until you do. Oh man, I have not played it. Jake, and you better get off this podcast I don't right be, now. I don't want to be the podcast equivalent of like the black and white video in an infomercial. <laughs> <laughs> the what not to do guy, so yeah. I'm going to leave. Yeah, get out of here. Okay, bye. Welcome to the Idol News Pod Blast. Her Story yeah. Spoiler Cast. Long promised, finally delivered. Woo. Yeah, I'm Chris Remo.
1: I'm Danielle Riendo.
0: I'm Steve Gaynor. And we are also joined by...
1: Sarah Argadel. <laughs> Yay! Who, <laughs> uh,
0: who I played through the whole game with. Um, we were taking notes and... I was taking notes. You were taking notes, <laughs> that's true, and I was typing stuff in. And we were sort of shouting stuff out together and playing through the game together. And you were here in the office and we figured, why not put you on this podcast?
2: Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Correct.
0: Impressions. Yep. Her story impressions. Mm-hmm. So what did you guys think about this game just generally, you know, all, all things considered?
1: I thought it was... Well, I mean, we touched on this a tiny bit uh yeah so we don't have to go into a huge amount of detail but but i really thought it was a pretty amazing um example and a pretty pure example of interactive storytelling like maybe one of the best that i have experienced myself Mm -hmm. um and generally you know my girlfriend introduced me to this game and said this is one of my favorite games of the year play it without telling me anything and i sort of was playing it and taking notes and got so into it and and thought it was this really kind of awesome melodrama mystery hybrid that also was kind of you know a desktop simulator which is an interesting way of framing everything um and i kept you know sort of calling back to her trying to kind of get hints i was like do it sh- there's something going on with this you know like i don't know what's going on with this mirror thing there's something there there's some kind of symbolism and she was just like on the bed giving no shits just being like just keep playing just whatever you think <laughs> Just yeah. keep writing down stuff. I'm not going to tell you anything. Which was like the best possible thing for playing this game. Uh, pretty much by myself, but also with like someone who is just like dedicated to me having a pure experience and was not going to let me not have that experience. Right.
0: Well, that's probably how most people played it because, yeah. you know, why would you? Like most people don't have someone over their shoulder spoiling things. Sure, right? yes. And like the, the mode you were in during what you were describing, that was like, that was when I liked the game the most. Yes. Is when I didn't Hadn't finished anything yet, but we were like in the middle of it and throwing out theories and sort of arguing about what could be happening and trying to, you know, find new things. And it felt like so tantalizing and so like interacting with it is so satisfying. And, you know, the way it pieces stuff out is um, just very unlike how most games piece this stuff out. Um, and I, I personally really didn't think it stuck the landing and I, it really soured my overall emotional reaction to the game, even though I still really, really, well, what, really. What aspect really,
3: of it? I. Do you didn't, mean the actual resolution of the story? That, yes. That, okay.
0: Well, I two things. I mean, the resolution of the story itself. Okay. So this is a yeah. spoiler. It's. So hard for me to get over cow. my natural like <laughs> resistance to talk about spoilers on podcasts. We're we spoilers, so spoilerize Actually, you know, okay, the Okay, before out of we this before thing. we get there, Steve and Sarah, why don't you guys just say what you thought about the game briefly? Go ahead, Sarah.
2: Um, I think I pretty much agree with what Chris was saying in that the ending kind of retroactively made me feel more disappointed in everything that had come before, but I really did enjoy the what three and a half hour experience mm-hmm. that we had. Right. Well, I want it
3: so the. Same question as before. I feel like there's two things you could be referring to there, yeah. and one is what the actual like video clips added up to as mm-hmm. a story that, right. that you surmised. The other is, I think it's just after you've unlocked a certain number of clips, right? You get an IM mm-hmm. from somebody, and they I didn't say, like either. Okay, <laughs> they, I so, so I, I was wondering I felt, which of those you were it referring felt in to both, in both okay. regards. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. So, so okay. So my impressions, uh, I guess not. Very different, actually. So my my arc with this game was I started playing it, and I was going through clips and and I was finding stuff, and it I didn't I didn't exactly bounce off of it, but I like put it away and okay. kind of had to make myself come back to it a few mm-hmm. different times. And the reason specifically was because I didn't have any idea what the progression structure to the game was at all which is which is fine (laughs) yeah but it but it i didn't have a sense of purpose Uh when i was playing it to to and i hadn't in the sessions i played i hadn't gotten to any of those story points where i was super hooked on like oh i think i found like something i want to like pull that you know i was sort of like okay i'm looking at stuff i think i kind of i'm getting some ideas but i don't really know where this is going i would kind of walk away from it and be like basically I would see someone mention it again, you know, like online or I'm like, yeah, I should, okay, I should go back. And after a while, I got to one of those points where I was like, oh wait, I'm putting enough things together that I, okay, I actually, I do want to know, did they, did they grow up together? You know, like that kind of thing. And started really trying to find specific answers to things that were hinted to that I wasn't sure about yet. And then it all started coming together. The thing that, that I think I, would have wanted structurally, considering what what uh, the creator Sam Barlow actually did with it was, um, it felt very late and very out of nowhere that the IM person was like, "Hey, I'm messaging with you on an IM, etc." Like it, it was it was binary, and it was like they did it once, and it was basically, like, are, you, "Are you done playing the game yet or not?" And that was the only thing. And i I would have really appreciated if they. Introduce that concept much earlier without it being mm. like, do you want to quit yet? But just sort of like, you unlock some clips and this guy IMs you and it's sort of like, hey, how's your research going? And you can be like, or is your research going well? And you can answer yes or no because it's just a yes or no. And you're like, oh, okay, so I get it. So I'm going to unlock things. And that's kind of like, this guy's going to IM me over time. Well, they, they and and I would feel that like
2: that with it, the it, not with the IMs, but with you're the, the, about with the, the face. Yeah, the, I, I feel like that came at pivotal story I moments
0: agree. i agree yeah oh man so my reaction is i wish they would have introduced that never yeah, yeah. i wish they would have waited <laughs> until i was dead to introduce that <laughs> i hated it so much really i yeah sarah you'll probably remember how wrong i was about this when i said when you asked me like we started playing the game and you're like so how like, do we know when do the you, end we is? know when we're done right. I, I was so convinced that i was totally incorrect but i was so convinced. That I'm like, oh, they're, they're, there's not going to be anything, we're just a database, and that's it. That's the whole game is just this database, and it's up to you when you think you have, when you're done with it, or when you think you've figured something out. And I thought it was going to be more ambiguous as mm-hmm. to what actually happened, and I I was I was so and it's my fault I guess for assuming too much, and maybe I was disappointed only because I was so excited about that structure. Like the very first thing I did when I sat down at the game. Was delete the pre-filled search term of murder and replace it with games, <laughs> and I found a guy. No, well, she was talking about. I, I actually can't remember the like, what exactly like she was like talking a, about. The pub but that they went to. She was talking about like a, an Amstrad game or some shit, like a ZX Spectrum game or something. Some like ancient thing. And that and I'm like, what? I just played (laughs) in games and I found this thing is some lady talking about a Amstrad. Like what is happening? I was I was so excited about that component of it. And I remained extremely excited about that just the that method of interacting without being given any explicit motivation or structure for, you know, like eighty percent of the experience, you know. And um and I, I loved the sensation of not quite knowing what was going on, but starting to piece together theories, you know, like, is it really this weird twins thing or is it like multiple personalities? I was totally convinced that it was uh, a multiple personality story and uh, was just kind of bummed out when eventually like it seems to me, uh, I, I, you know, I don't know if you all agree about this. To me, it seems pretty clear that the game explicitly intends you to understand that this was two women Separated at birth, stolen by a weird lady who, who raised her in an attic.
3: See, I felt the same way, but then when I said that to people online, people had some pretty convincing arguments well, towards they, it yeah. not explain being that. Well, how did they explain
2: the fingerprints then?
3: That was, so that was one of the things that, that people brought up, and I don't remember how that was resolved.
1: Yeah, I actually kind of <laughs> thought it was more purposeful that people could debate it. I actually thought I, it was very I thought it was much going like, to be that.
3: But by the time yeah. I was done, I was like, nope. So, what was the fingerprint thing specifically? I don't remember all the, the specific.
2: But... I, I forget which personality or twin yeah. they're supposed to be interviewing, but I think it's the, the meeker of the two. Mm. And the Hannah. cops, well, in the game, Hannah you never hear what the cops are asking right. her. You only hear her responses. Yeah. So Which I pres- thought was cool and good, yeah. by yeah, the I way. Yeah, I thought that was cool that too. That
3: was yeah. a specific yeah. decision yeah, that was made and I thought it was a good and cool decision. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even though some people kind of said like there's no way that makes sense. They would just have video running. Whatever. Why would you not hear that? Yeah, the guy but whatever it was a cool it was, I, thought it was yeah, yeah. I totally agree. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was cool having to figure out what they asked instead yes. of just hearing it.
2: Anyway. So presumably one of the cops is asking or telling her some information about uh, finding an extra set of fingerprints in the parents' house. And I think that's that's pretty much the the whole conversation where the twin then says, Well, how do you explain, you know, the other fingerprints? So it's possible that yeah. the fingerprints don't belong to a twin it's just a completely unrelated set but i feel like that since that's the only instance that they're ever brought up in the game it's never explained again it's just kind of a flimsy example to use to to maybe still hinge this whole multiple personality possibility on and i think that's pretty conclusive that they're supposed to be two different women.
1: I, I sort of weirdly thought. So the reason why I thought it was explicit, ex, the only thing explicit was that it wasn't explicit. Basically, that because there were sort of things going in in both, you know, in favor of both of those. And I was a hardcore multiple personality proponent. <laughs> I and my girlfriend to be, I wanted to be so was bad. Hardcore was a hardcore twins yeah. proponent and then i started going on and on and then i started arguing myself into like a frenzy so you know it's it's obviously been a little while since this game came out and i've I've cooled a little bit on sort of how excited i was about <laughs> i think it just i just got so excited about feeling yeah. like an actual little detective yeah, you yeah, know yeah, totally. and that it yeah. just really evokes that so much more than any other game mechanic has ever done effectively yeah. um and maybe i've cooled a little bit on this because even myself knowing like you know Multiple personalities as they're sort of as it's shown in TV or movies, it yeah. pretty much doesn't actually the exist. Fictionalized like version. Dissociative identity disorder is a thing, maybe, but it's never it almost never presents itself any any possible way that melodrama uses. Then I just started thinking of this in terms of this is just melodrama. Like if I can sort of swallow the fiction that multiple personalities or magical twins that somehow grew up <laughs> <laughs> somehow a five year old decided with another five-year-old to have this brilliant well, plan and one of them lives in the attic and the parents don't know about it. And then, you know, like, <laughs> okay, I, so I that, didn't know which one was more okay, unbelievable. That's basically. actually
0: the thing. Okay, so <laughs> to me, I knew which one felt more unbelievable yeah. to me. And it was the twins one.
1: Exactly, Even me too. Th- but that yeah.
0: was also the one I feel like the game lends more credence to. Mm-hmm. And I kind of, like, let's let's just say for the sake of argument, because it's, it's totally reasonable that this might be the case. Like, let's say you are intended to be unsure as to Mm -hmm. which is conclusively true like that's fine like i'll I'll go with that for for a moment except that you're asking me to ambiguously waffle between one thing that's (laughs) that i can get on board with and another which which is so preposterous yeah (laughs) because like it's true that that um the sort of dissociative identity um disorder is like you know it's medically um kind of ambiguous itself right like it's difficult to to attach consistent diagnosis and so on but I, but I can understand it within the rules of like pop psychology Absolutely, and sort of thing. Yeah. Whereas like the twins thing is just like, okay, it's just so how do you actually – like? I, <laughs> it's so hard for me to swallow that. Like yeah. it's so difficult for me to swallow that even in a dem- melodramatic setting because it seems so over the top. And the game – the thing that really makes it tough for me to swallow is that I spent the entire game doing the most mundane shit imaginable. Which is right. good. That's not a criticism, right. yeah. but it puts me in the frame of mind of someone who's not like watching Lost. I'm like, right. you know, I'm, enga- I'm engaging in a police procedural, basically, or like so you're, you're a, a, a really clues. tiny yeah. version of it. And right. I wanted, I wanted, I, I want to experience something that I feel like I can actually puzzle through yeah. in a in a way that like. Kind of tracks to the experience that my brain is having. It makes and logical sense. I didn't feel that about weird addict
2: twins. Yeah, you're so, not in
1: the frame of mind to believe weird addict twins. when yeah. Yeah. But I think that's why they keep
2: pushing the fairy tale angle. That's like your hint into... Sure. Sure. Okay, that there's more going on in this story than God. just the and real world, and I totally world. took that as yeah.
1: evidence that she has a multiple personality, that she has this delusional me, me fantasy that like, yeah. that has to do with sort of how she switches or yeah. when she switches. Also, I mean,
2: I'm still on board with the. <laughs> I want it to be multiple personalities, I know, <laughs> but I, I feel like that that extra element kind of adds this less than real kind of sure. atmosphere to the game. Yeah, and
0: yeah, and again, I, sh- I, I totally see where you're coming from. I guess to sort of what Steve was saying earlier about you know wishing that they would have introduced this other structural element earlier, I guess in that interpretation, I wish that stuff had been more front and center earlier Mm -hmm. as well, so I would have, you know, so I kind of framed myself a bit more for that. Although, just on a separate note, just in terms of I don't want to just say negative things about the game, because the overwhelming percentage of the time I spent with this was me just like totally enraptured. Um, You just even saying fairy tale, and then me thinking of her playing that Song oh about my God. the yeah like the the sort of <laughs> the dead wind sister. in the rain yeah the yeah. wind in the rain and then the, the the,
2: there's the a moment
0: where she's kind of just like I'm actually getting a physical chill down my spine <laughs> as I remember this specifically because of the, this one tiny little moment where she sings the verse about like holding her under the water and drowning her and she just has a little flicker of a smile she being then,
2: she's singing a song about killing yeah a sister
0: and, and then keeps going and it was like. Just that little bit of performance destroyed me. Like yeah. it was so creepy in the exact correct way. It like just thinking about it now, I'm just like getting those chills again. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah.
3: So here's a completely un I I, I haven't thought this through at all because I just thought of it while we were talking about this. But thought experiment. Is it possible both things are false could the it's fiction just something entirely different well yeah. could well could the fiction be that this character basically has made up both of these things and yeah. cover to convince oh, totally. the cops that and I,
1: can I and i kind that, that, that of that a like very that. very straightforward yeah. thing yeah. like, yeah. like yeah. she
3: killed her husband period she's probably kind of unbalanced <laughs> and is presenting both I- that she has this fictional twin, she knows I'll never be able to find because she knows she doesn't actually have a fictional twin, and kind of presenting as having multiple personality. Like, I hadn't thought of this till we were doesn't talking, the, but could she be like yeah. in a calculating way actually ma- have made up both of these
0: fictions? Just like that doesn't the doesn't the the like Glasgow driving stuff doesn't th- doesn't her alibis basically check out there in terms of driving the car up and being in both places at in once? the I hospital thought, or something. yeah? I, I mean, thought that actually was like pretty.
2: We we never understood n- to be pretty straightforward. No, really, though conclusively, yeah. because since we never get to hear what the cops say, we never get, to, and we never have access to whatever evidence they might have. We only yeah. have kind of her word, and she never says like, "Oh, you couldn't prove my alibi." So, so it's possible. I mean, it's yeah. totally possible that.
0: I mean, I, I like that interpretation yeah. as well. So yeah. it might be
1: the most satisfying. Um, actually,
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna read a piece of reader mail. This isn't like read mail section, but I'm just going to insert mm. this in because it's kind of relevant to a couple things we've talked about. And I just think it's interesting. Taylor Phillips writes, Hey Thumbs, my work involves using search terms to review electri- electronically stored information during criminal investigations. Wow. My day job doesn't necessarily make me better at her story, but it gave me an immediate appreciation for why the only five videos mechanic is so important. For example, during early case assessment, we may have hundreds of thousands of documents, meaning millions of pages, that have been pulled from relevant custodians, obviously vastly more than the number of videos in her story. However, with modern search tools and without an artificial limit of five documents per hit, I can often catch a significant percentage of the most crucial documents within about the same amount of time it took me to beat her story. In addition to basic search terms, data can be sliced using Boolean search terms, conversation, participants, dates, domains, file paths, and other metadata. Quick note, as is probably obvious, this better describes corporate fraud investigations than investigations of violent crime, and also is a slightly better description for what company counsel does than what the government does. As you can probably imagine, most searches involve terms specific to the particular allegations. That said, I have a default set of terms I usually run on all new data sets. George Carlin's seven dirty words, with some updating to account for the parlance of our times. <laughs> As I'm sure most folks playing her story figured out, it can be tricky to craft search terms that are both relevant but sufficiently precise to pull back a reasonable number of hits. In other words, searching for accounting in an accounting fraud case would result in a hopelessly high number of hits. In contrast, expletives are rarely used on work accounts. Also, also there is a remarkably high correlation between someone being stressed out or angry enough to type out a swear word and being stressed out or angry about a fraud unraveling. Cheers, Taylor. Huh.
1: P.S. I'm on,
0: in her story, I'm on Team Twins. Fingerprints <laughs> were the clincher for me. A. The third set found in the house. And B. I assume the detective, the detective tested her cup on July 2nd, as he apparently said he was going to do, leading to her Huffy departure. And even after that, he's still pushing the twin theory. Wouldn't make a lot of sense to do that if he'd gotten fingerprint results confirming he'd been interviewing a single person. Anyway, I thought that was a really good email.
3: Yeah, That's great. very relevant. There were definitely physical there there were physical elements that made I, I ended up landing in thinking it it must be twins as as well until kind of floating a the third <laughs> theory of maybe both of them are intentionally <laughs> false. But like when I finished it I was I was on twins for like a couple of reasons. One being when she had the black eye at one point, it mm-hmm. was gone Mm -hmm. completely gone very soon after like the next interview I think was like a couple of days later and she had no black eye whatsoever and then also yeah I I believe chronologically it shows her bare arm then her bare arm with a tattoo then her bare arm without a tattoo Mm -hmm. again later I'm like, I guess she could have. I mean, she could have been it, drawing on. It looks whatever, like yeah. a fake tattoo, yeah. but I assume that was just production <laughs> the values, the fact, not like yeah. in fiction. Yeah. But maybe in fiction, she had a
0: fake tattoo
3: and on to like, try oh, to throw them yeah, yeah,
1: off. I need to be person A or B today, you know, and um, she's thinking about it. So, real real but, quick,
0: actually, I'm just going to read. I'm not going to read this entire email because it's, it's long. But um, Claire Hosking writes G'day, Thumbs. Oh, I hey, saw Claire. you were going to talk about her story, yeah. so I thought I'd send <laughs> you some thoughts because I felt strongly about it. Like many people, I thought this mechanic was amazing and the sense of discovery was fantastic. I was less impressed with the story you discover. The gothic plot of baby-stealing midwives and hidden (laughs) twins seems propelled by high cliche and convenience, not character, circumstance, place, and culture. It seemed there were three possible explanations for the story. And I wanted to read this because, Steve, it Mm. it adds the one that you you proposed. Uh, There is one woman who is faking multiple personality disorder to escape the murder charge. There are twins pretending to be one person. Or there is one woman who has multiple personality disorder. I didn't find any of them very satisfying. Um, anyway, she explains why she didn't find any of these satisfying, and and it, should, it covers a decent amount of ground that we have. But in any case, um, that that is probably something that is folded into the, the the overall kind of theories and discussions about the game. Yeah,
1: I will throw in uh, briefly this as well. I, I don't know if you all play the little mini game that's sort of included on the desktop, but that seemed oh, yeah. to me to be oh, like the most really. I, like, heavy I, handed.
0: Wait, explain what this was.
1: So it's basically a little um it's it's not chess, but it's, you know, it's a, called
3: the Mirror Game. The Mirror it's game. much closer to Minesweeper mm-hmm. than Yeah, anything. it's
1: like Minesweeper and you play as both player 1 and player 2, basically playing this little asynchronous, you know, competitive multiplayer game. And it's to me it was the most heavy-handed thing for like Oh, she's clearly multiple personalities because you are now being her playing multiple personalities on the same game. <laughs> I don't know. I thought that I the game was building up that, to that yeah, somehow so, yeah. uh, and was sort of including that. I. I the more I've thought about it in the last sort of month, the more I've liked that third explanation. Of, like, she's just a, a mastermind who is yeah, faking just total, this entire like, thing. Uh, gone girl, <laughs> gone girl. Exactly. She's just I a wish. gone girl. she gone girl. Oh, yeah. The shit anyway. Well, how does that? How
2: does that explain the very the very end then with the daughter? Or is that just that she got
1: put away? I guess. Even, yeah. Even despite her masterminding, she you know they saw yeah. through her somehow, and she got put away, and the daughter still was born. In jail. In jail. Yeah. And probably taken away because that's typically what happens. Yeah. Is, this, um,
3: is that, yeah, would that be what would have had to have happened? Well, I, no,
0: why couldn't she have. She's committed other crimes. <laughs> well, no, why,
3: why couldn't she have been released? It was never um, shown that she was, like, arrested
0: for
1: that. Yeah, yeah. it was never, it was was never shown. Yeah, but they I guess. say,
0: like, does this make you understand why your mother did what she did? Like, you know?
3: Yeah. So presumably the but,
2: mom's just out of the picture for But that whatever doesn't reason. necessarily
3: mean. Does this make you understand why she murdered Simon? Yeah,
1: yeah, it True. doesn't.
3: I think it was. Um, I I think it, that was one of the things that was less ambiguous. Was like, was she ever actually charged? Were they like? I guess we can't. Yeah, put anything on this lady. We maybe we can, but she this. didn't like actually get convicted. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, maybe true.
1: this entire meta commentary to take it an even further level is Sam Barlow saying the justice system sucks because detectives just build a case based on whatever's convenient for them and what they like the most. And this is what you like the most are these goofy fucking explanations of something. So there you go, justice system. <laughs> bleh. I might Probably be giving it too much saying. credit. But.
3: Might have been justice system. Bleh. Was the, <laughs> it's the whole could have been thing. Takeaway. <laughs>
1: That's the I'd thing. believe
3: it. Something that speaking of the search terms that um, mm-hmm. that the guy was talking about from his own job, something that I enjoyed about her story is that uh, afterwards I realized that if you just search the title of the game, two of the most poor video clips. If great. you yeah. just search her story, the two clips that come up are the one where she tells the whole thing about the midwife. Stealing the baby, and then the one where she says her story is: she wore the wig and got the ring from Simon and flipped out and killed him. So you you just search right. the title of the game yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and like funny. the spoiler Major video clips things. come up, which yeah. is awesome.
0: Yeah,
1: that's really cool.
0: When, when I when I um was kind of thinking about how this game was constructed, I sort of assumed that Sam Barlow must have just absolutely rigorously considered how to sort of rank these, you know, Mm -hmm. the search results such that he was pretty confident people would find stuff in the right order, you know, within the sort of five video limit, not right order, but like would have things basically follow a progression of not being able to find important things just totally arbitrarily and right. as a matter of course that, that without really, having specific enough search terms to drill yeah. down
3: and it Important stuff couldn't have really like the first thing you think of mm-hmm. terms in right them.
0: yeah and it sounds like I'm sure I'm, he must have had to do a fair amount of that but based on interviews I read it sounds like less than I would have expected yeah yeah well
3: I think the thing is that because the video clips are so
0: sh- because the video clips are so short
3: that it's like even even when you do get one of like the spoiler ones that's just mm-hmm. like here's some plot points that happened if it's the first one you get you have no idea it's who true. they're yeah. talking yeah. about or yeah. why or what you can be like wait so when did that happen and who was wearing a wig you know like there's still right. a ton of context yeah, that you need yeah. so i thought that was actually something that was the one of the most interesting things about the game structurally mm-hmm. and mechanically was like i feel like there was an incredible amount of of courage Mm -hmm. and trust Mm -hmm. in the player to say like definitely if you just search a search term that takes you to the end that's fine because it the the play experience isn't going to fall down based on that because you have to have found all this other stuff to even know what it means and i'm just going to say go for it you know and and be confident that that's still a good experience.
2: I wish she had extended that confidence to getting rid of the IM. Yeah. At the end of the game.
3: <laughs> yeah, I,
0: I, I have, I do, th- I mean, yeah, that, that aside, which, you know, obviously I feel the same way, but um, in general, the thing, one of the things I appreciated most about the game was that player confidence, was that confidence in the player and just general kind of rope extended, yeah. to, you know, to the, I, I, that was something that was so unusual in a a modern narrative-driven game. Yeah. Um, uh, Felt just amazing to me. Um, Relevant to this particular discussion we're having, I'm going to read another email. Um, uh, Oops, I just had it, and then I pressed back on it, and now I don't have it. Oh, here we go. Corey Fuller (laughs) writes, Hi, Thumbs. Although I enjoyed it a lot, I can't help but feel I had the wrong Her Story experience. My first search term, lie, brought me to the lie detector clips which tipped me off that the interviewee wasn't who she said she was. I got the sense of jumping straight into the endgame, and didn't end up following the forensics threads I was probably expected to start with. I was wondering what you guys think of the possibility of sequence breaking in a game that is supposedly non-sequential. Obviously a lot of effort went into subtly gating the content. Are outliers like me just the cost of giving players more freedom? Or is the problem entirely in my head, because I feel like I missed the quote real Her Story experience? Maybe the real trick is to hide the breadcrumbs along the expected path well enough that every playthrough seems equally correct. Speaking of sequence breaking, I've been going backwards through the Idle Thumbs archives rather than limiting myself to one episode a week. A curious consequence of this is that the two time streams converged on E3. So for a couple of weeks, you guys alternated between talking about E3's 2004 and 2015. Oh my god. <laughs> Weird. In my memory, E3 is now just a timeless blur of anticipations for game past, present, and future without distinction. I'm pretty excited for Alien Isolation. Thanks for the show, Corey.
1: <laughs> awesome.
0: Um, so my answer to this, I well, I wish I actually wish Corey would have written more about what experience he did end up having, but my my answer would be... To me, for a game like this, yeah, I guess that is just the price you pay. And I think that in most of the time, that's actually a good thing. I feel like when I have experience like that in games, it makes me even more excited. Um, and in a game like this, you know, Steve, like you were saying, it's not really possible to jump to something that's just going to explain the whole thing. Yeah. So
3: you might know, like, oh, she's, yeah, she's lying about who she says she is, but that that's not the whole picture that you get as someone who uh shipped a game that had a um a a similar possibility for accidental sequence breaking in gone home spoilers this is also a gone home spoiler um in the in the very in the well not the very first room in the the foyer of the house the main room that connects to all the other rooms with the big staircase Uh, if you play through the game in a normal order you find notes and clues that bring you back into that room and the key to the last room in the game is under the stairs in the first room behind a secret panel but I made the design decision to say like if you just happen to find a secret panel ahead of time you can still open it there's no reason for you to know to look there and you have to like get really close to it and blah 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 but if you're just like what's this you can open it out of order and there are people that I know or that have written to me that have been like, I was just looking around on the floor and I was like, what's this? And I found the attic key and was like, huh? And it was really weird. Why'd you do that? And the thing that's been interesting to me is that pretty much all of those players have said like, I could tell I wasn't supposed to be doing this in that order. And so I just backed off and (laughs) pretended that I hadn't gone under there (laughs) or they like took the key and like, Oh, okay. And they went up and opened the attic and got to the end and were like, well that can't be right and then started over and like played the rest of the game but i think that you know with something like the lie detector thing i assume that most players are like whoa okay it seems like i kind of jumped ahead i should see what else is going on around this you know like i think that the possibility i think it's kind of like what you're saying chris like when you encounter that possibility of like oh i guess i can just do shit out of order okay it's sort of like a surprising and maybe exciting possibility space mm-hmm. that you're stepping into, because yeah, it's not just going to be like I guess I just walk forward and do whatever the designer yeah. says. You know? and, I,
0: and in a game like this, where there where it's impossible to to go as far as in Gone Home and like accidentally complete the game, like there just isn't a version of that right. in this game that works mm-hmm. the same way. You could still, I think, stumble upon the fact there's a lie detector and just have a whole like without ever even a, like you could you could do that and not even necessarily think too hard about the fact that you've like sequence broken for instance and just keep playing through the game and just know sooner than most people that she's being dishonest. But it's a game about a murder investigation. Like it's not outrageous (laughs) for a person to be lying about something.
1: Sort of weirdly in my head, I thought of, of, this game the structure of this game almost like there was sort of like fog of war on a map in a strategy mm-hmm. game or something <laughs> yeah, totally. and i actually sort of yeah. started thinking about like okay well i'm clearly on the corner of the map here when i i went really far down the rabbit hole with simon and his employer and his co-workers mm-hmm. and all this other stuff mm-hmm. that it didn't well, really go anywhere it was kind of flavor text. well and that's
3: kind of what the um the interface for the uh like Corrupted sector recovery oh, yeah, thing yeah. was because you are kind it's of literally oh, yeah. that. Yeah. I actually I like sure. that a lot I because you too. could find like like y- you would you would find a bunch of clips that all kind of went in a row or talked about the same thing, and then you would look on the the interface, and there would be a bunch of clips that were like there kind were, like, of clustered, you know. Yeah, and totally. and it, it felt very much like oh, I guess I kind of like Need uncovered that <laughs> part of the story, but this part is still totally covered up. I wonder. And you kind of try to find the stuff that's like leading up to that, and you're like, okay, so where, so how could I f- find more search terms that would like get me more into that territory, as it were? Yeah, totally. I thought that was cool.
1: That was a really cool part. I
3: wished it. that you could click on on uncovered sectors mm-hmm. just, yeah, to yeah. just to replay that video because what was I was what, like, yeah. oh, I just want to get back to the beginning of that thing to to find. And I, Because there were times that I had uncovered videos and then just
0: could not remember the search term to view them again. (laughs) And I I never ended up using the, like, playlist thing or anything. No, yeah. Here's here's an email that um, I guess is closer in opinion to something Steve said, but not quite aligned with any of our stated opinions so far. So that's why I want to read it. Stephen Christie writes, Hey Thumbs, I'm writing in anticipation of your Her Story discussion and also to thank you for the recommendation. It's incredible. What I think is remarkable about the game is how it forgoes a player character initially. For the first couple hours playing, I pretty much assumed the role of the observer, just going through these videos as I would my own computer, not playing a character. When that first message comes up asking if you have solved the case, I was instantly like, oh shit, I'm a character in this world, what's going on, who am I? When a video game nails that kind of reveal or completely recontextualizes your actions, it is amazing. It is the best thing. I think it's really unique to video games and can be super powerful storytelling. That's all, really. Love the show. Keep it up. Stephen Christie.
3: I think something funny about... Um, this is also going to be a spoiler cast for Silent Hill Shattered Memories. I played that one. So, Well, uh, Sam Barlow is the writer and creative oh, director right. of Silent Hill Shattered Memories. I played it when it came out and thought it was really interesting it's and really cool good. It's, it's a totally non-combat Silent Hill game. You never get weapons. It's just environmental exploration and running away from nightmare creatures that are trying to get you. Um, but the framing device between each chapter is you in first person are being interviewed by a psychiatrist and you answer questions or like do a little like color in drawings and stuff like that. And it changes things that happen in the world. And you're playing through the whole game as, um, the character th- Henry, that's yeah. this dude, um, who's a silent yeah, Hill protagonist, somebody. who's kind of like going crazy or whatever in, in silent Hill. And I think he's looking for his daughter. Yes. Um, and so you're, you're playing through as him and you get all the way to the end and you complete the, the game. And then there's a final um, psychiatrist section and the camera pulls back and it reveals that the person who was being interviewed in the first person the whole time by the psychiatrist wasn't the dude. It was his daughter. So hmm. same reveal yep, <laughs> at the very end. Much, it's like yeah. y- you were in first person. You were the daughter the whole time and you didn't <laughs> know it. Uh, so I thought it was really funny and interesting. And I enjoyed it that 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 reappeared in like a very one to one way in her story, just as far as like me knowing Sam Barlow's past work and having played that game and stuff. I was like, is that again? <laughs> and I thought it was kind of cool uh, just like because of that. But that said, it also is. It's kind of it's, it's also a kind of a tough sell to say, like, you didn't know you were this character who would have known who they were all along. Like, they knew, you just didn't know, but you are them. You know, like, so I I think that's a weird schism to try and walk.
2: It works in her story, though. Do you think so? I mean, because what would, so... I don't
3: don't think it doesn't work, necessarily. I just think it's always a hard sell Mm -hmm. for there to be... There's actually a term for this, uh, a a plot twist uh, of this type is uh one term for it is a tomato surprise uh (laughs) which is i i I looked i I was reading about this uh in the past at some point um there's a wikipedia page and stuff for there's other names for it but that's one of the more popular names and it was based on a critic who was criticizing this kind of twist in like a facetious way saying it's like not a good uh literary technique or whatever and because they're like ad absurdum example was a story where it's told from the first person Blah blah blah. Story. The whole story happens, and at the end, and then they stepped on me, and I turned into ketchup. And it was like
1: <laughs> you were a tomato all along. But like
3: you, you know, a, a character in the first person would have known they were a tomato. the The point being, it's a twist that is predicated entirely on suppressing information from the reader that they would have actually had if they were in that situation, which this is very much the case. Like You would have known you were her daughter the whole time except that you're not. So so what did you think
0: about it that worked though, Sarah?
2: Because I don't know what having that knowledge that you're the daughter would have changed anything about the way that we played the game. I mean, that would have just been additional like, okay, so there's a daughter mixed up in this somehow, but I don't know that that would have changed the way that we were Searching, it would have
3: changed the author's access to making that a surprising twist at a intentional point in the story. Mm-hmm. It, it has a certain kind of artificiality too, yeah. I think that, that yeah. some other kinds of plot twists and identity twists don't
0: necessarily have. I think those are both. I think those are both fair points. Uh, so
1: it's Harry Mason, by the way. Sorry, I Harry. said it was Henry. It's Harry.
0: It's Perry Mason,
1: actually. <laughs> Perry Mason. <laughs> uh, Jesse what are you writes, doing in Hill?
0: Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> Hi, Thumblords. My girlfriend has only ever played one video game. After listening to the excitement you guys had for her story in the last couple weeks' cast, I decided to beg and plead for her and two of her friends to give the game a chance. Although I was the only one in the room who regularly plays games, the group became quickly enthralled in the mystery unfolding. We sat around my girlfriend's tiny laptop, turned off the lights in the living room, and, mit- and someone made drinks. Uh, it seems to me that the most engaging part of this game was that, especially in the beginning of the game, New pieces of the puzzle, puzzle were realized at the same time by everyone, and often without any explicit discussion between us. The biggest example of this, when we understood that there was a second girl named Eve, I stood up from the couch and said, holy shit. <laughs> one, of girls, yes. one of the girls gasped. And then everyone felt silent as we waited to type Eve or twin as our next keyword. <laughs> our anticipation was amplified by the sight of unviewed videos and the tension created by the subtle buzzing an old police computer gave me goosebumps all night. We played for four hours straight. Thanks for the smart and funny commentary over the years. It's always a highlight of my week. Be with Ragnar, Jesse from San Diego. Um, That's really cool. Yeah. That's th- awesome. I wanted to read this email because I, it's so for me anyway, perfectly summed up that charge you get when like, you know, definitely, you know, me having, played it with another person obviously um i feel like we both had that going on right mm-hmm. where we would figure something out and we'd both be like oh shit it's yeah. on now yeah. and then we would like w- you would start scribbling down things to search for and i would start frantically typing it and then if it resulted in like four out of five videos being new like oh man like, yeah. We, yeah. we definitely have stumbled onto like a whole new thing and this is extremely exciting mm-hmm. i feel like this, this
3: would be a great game to play with someone else or with a small group of people, yeah. like for for that reason, did you feel like you got a lot out of playing working with, on it together?
2: Yeah, I mean, because it was just a fun thing to do with <laughs> your partner, and then it was, I don't know, it's a, it's just a good way to to split up playing a game as well. Because um, I'm I'm a not a person who plays a lot of games on my own, but I often you know, watch other people play them. And there's not a lot that you can do in, in that kind of passive watching role. So this was just a nice way to feel like, oh, I'm participating in this in some way, even though I'm not the one at the keyboard.
0: Yeah. It's a good
3: classic adventure game. Yeah. I mean, of. especially
0: things that reward taking notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you can actually interact in a tactile and like active way as right. opposed to, to you know, even even just in a normal adventure game where you're shouting things out, that already is like, I think often pretty satisfying yeah. collaboration. But like in addition to that, actually writing things down and like recording things and trying to make sense of it, like a basically just part of the game.
1: This was is definitely cool. the first game since Fez that made me actually write things physically on a piece of paper yeah. <laughs> next so to the screen. That's basically. actually <laughs> another that that is
0: definitely we didn't mention that before, but that I think is a really crucial part of the uh you know what we're referring to as sort of confidence in the player that the game exhibits. I think mm. the kind of game that trusts that you are going to bother putting in enough effort mm-hmm. to, like, create additional interactions yourself that are not supplied by the game. You know, in this case, just, like, listing things on a piece of paper yeah. or whatever system you use to organize your thoughts. Um, that is, is so valuable because I think it is generally taken as a piece of received wisdom in sort of modern video game design that the players should not have to sort of extend their active participation beyond the screen yeah. for the most part. Mm. And I, and in a lot of cases
3: outside of the actual game, it's right.
0: Yeah. yeah. And, and a lot of cases that makes sense, but I, but I really find myself appreciating games that, that, uh, that don't hold themselves to that. Yeah. Um, so does anyone have any final thoughts? I have one more email that I'm going to read. Um, but does anyone have any, uh, Wrap up thoughts on this game. I guess we didn't end up really talking, like we didn't really end up digging so much into sort of plot spoilers. But I, I don't know if that I matters. Did. I mean, we, yeah, we did. did we did we a bit
1: into stuff. Yeah, I mean, we talked
2: yeah. about what the main spoiler yeah. was. No, no,
0: I know, but I mean, like, there wasn't the principal subject in this yeah. podcast. But I think that's fine. I feel like the something that's interesting to me about I feel like the
3: game has a lot of potential. It implies a lot of potential to have a, a, a similar or the same structure with with a different story or with mm-hmm. different content. I totally or, agree. You know, and like, who knows if somebody else would like basically recreate this system so that they could make her story but with different videos or Sam Barlow would want to make a sequel or whatever, a, a, an extension of it that was a different story in the same format or, or what. Like, I don't know if we'll ever have another game that's basically her story with a different story or something. But like it does seem like one of those frameworks that you could put a ton of Mm -hmm. different Mm -hmm. kind of like video interview type of, um, of, of narratives like this into the structure. It would be equally or even more interesting to like dig through them and piece them together. Like I could, I mean, you know, Mm -hmm. obviously there was like production uh, budget um, reasons to only have one, Mm -hmm. actor on screen and so forth but like it could be really interesting if if there were multiple characters with multiple different perspectives kind of like Mm rashomon-esque that you're digging through and, and trying to compare against each other or like whatever and i think that's really cool when you encounter something like this that's very unique unto itself but you could see extending out to be a bunch of different cool alternate versions of itself and kind of talk about tons of different things
0: I'd want to see some sort of mechanical exploration with that, not because I think that there was anything mechanically sort of missing or flawed about this game. I think its scope was actually pretty much perfect for what it was, but only because the um, specific limitations imposed by the game, which is what made it work, things like the lack of uh, questioning on tape and things like the five search result, those things felt... Like such artificial limits, which, as we all said, we were all willing to ex- to accept it in the context of this game. I think, as kind of genre um, pillars, I would be a lot har- I would be a lot less willing to just constantly accept arbitrary fictional yeah. limitations like that in every game. So I'd want to see some exploration of this general concept right. applied in in pretty different ways. But I agree with you that this like basic format of fmv who the hell would have thought we would be talking about like (laughs) seriously why don't people make some more fmv games like this i mean but yeah it's it's the really potent format
3: i think i mean not to go too specific on that but i think that it's the kind of thing like you see with many genres where everything about this experience uh, the format of it had to be justified within the fiction to set up those rules like it's an old computer and xyz um but I feel like... You like could no take- cell
0: phones in horror movies?
3: <laughs> well, or I mean, I mean, my the, the one I always go back to is, you know, Lakitu holding the camera in Mario 64. It's like, that's why a camera sure. can float around you. Games after that, you didn't have to explain why the camera was floating around. It just does. Lakitu's like so all of them. I, I yeah. could see... I well,
0: could, I, I don't think that... I don't agree that that's the same thing. The, well, the, the reason the being... The direction we- I'm going
3: with this is saying, I think you could play her story, which has in-fiction justification for limited clips mm-hmm. and and the other um and not hearing the interviewer and stuff and take a next step where all that shit is just abstracted out and there's no excuse for why it is it's not within an interface it's not a desktop sim it's just like you've played this before it has limitations that are limitations because they're the rule set of the thing because i agree that it would be very grating if you had to make an excuse for mm-hmm. those rules every time you made one of these things but i think a different approach could be to just say we don't need excuses for them anymore they're the rules because they're the limitations that we've chosen we can have this as a purely abstract yeah. frame because it's been established you know? it's
0: really hard for me to know how i feel about that in the abstract because it feels yeah it feels maybe i only say it maybe it only feels its way to me because now it's as part of the fabric of sort of mechanic game mechanics but like the Lakito thing feels different to me in the sense that that re, that truly is a meta element that is if lakitu doesn't exist it, that is actually totally irrelevant to the fiction of the game. Like there is no, like you, if you actually feel the need to explain why the camera can spin around, why is there a camera at all? Who's watching this? Like that all just kind of gets kind of weird. Like why is the person watching also weirdly passively controlling the character at the same, that stuff feels so removed from the actual fiction that it doesn't even, that the, the explanation to me feels more like a cute Thing rather than a. This explains it for all games to come. Um, whereas the five search limit in um, in uh, in, this, in her story, that feels to me it's so relevant to the actual specific fiction of the game, which is that you are searching a database that
1: was made. It, in the 90s. it feels a little harder 90s. for
0: that to just become a default. This is how things are in this sort of game game mechanic system. But I don't know if I feel that way. I would want to see some some other people make these games and then maybe 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 this is actually not a problem at all yeah i do um,
3: think i do think the fmv thing is incredibly valuable to say like yes, oh right i agree we
0: don't have to have yeah 3d think models about how terrible this would have been if it were oh god, if it were modeled yeah. and rigged and animated with with seat with real-time 3d yeah oh my god think about how g- garbage <laughs> and impossible to take seriously this game would have been <laughs> yeah. like I, I i've saw i've seen some people criticize the sort of um, hammy acting and stuff and like okay whatever imagine how shitty this would have been yeah. if it was like other video games Five Nights at
1: Freddy's Yeah, yeah it, it definitely made it feel more well, like Well
0: Five Nights at Freddy's is supposed to be on Canny Valley No
1: I know it? I'm saying that's, yeah,
2: okay, that's right. why he yeah. ended up It would making get there unintentionally right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was just going to say that actually seeing a real human woman on screen made it feel more like you were part of the detective story mm-hmm. part of that kind of reality that you were talking about I know that in the episode that you guys first brought up, her story, you talked about the acting. And I just want to say, again, that that woman impressed me to such a high degree. I don't understand the criticism of her acting being hammy because I thought it was, in, like, perfect for yeah. what you needed from that story. I was just blown <laughs> blown away <laughs> by it. TM. Yeah.
1: I totally agree. Like, I... I... I believed her, and even if I ever felt like it was very heightened, which the entire experience is very heightened Mm -hmm. and and very melodramatic, and, like, let's be real here. This woman had to pretend that she believed in fairy tales and and other stuff like that. Like, she just, she really made it work, I think. Well, that is her job. No, no. I know. I know that's her job. I'm just saying she, I think she did a very admirable job. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean, but regardless of the specifics of her performance or her as an individual or the story being told or whatever, I feel like her story is just a really good reminder of like, oh, right. Using actual video yeah, of actual definitely. human beings can be incredibly mm-hmm. powerful in mm-hmm. ways that games kind of set aside for a long time since the FMV crash, right. where which, it was like, which oh, never, FMV, you don't do that really, shit. Because you know?
0: it kind of never really hit on what could be good and Meaningful yeah. about that in the first place right because so frequently uh fmv games weirdly dispensed with things like actual sets and was like what if we reintroduce crappy <laughs> cg back into this and therefore make it look artificial and all these things we were trying to like yeah. avoid bad move yeah. People. yeah well and
3: also why don't we put videos in between you playing Game Wing Play Commander segment, or whatever right, exactly. not like yeah, yeah, yeah. how can we make the the interactive experience about manipulating these video clips, you know,
1: there's a really interesting uh, sort of counterpoint to this. Or not a counterpoint. It's it's supporting this point, but um, so the opposite. There's a, there's a video. <laughs> sorry, I'm a, bit, a little bit tired. There's a video that I watched today that is about um, how you know people complain often about CG in movies, and actually it can be used very artfully, and often lots of background elements can be made to you know make a scene really kind of come alive and spice up and everything like that. And the main point that the person who put that video together and I'm blanking on their name, but I can find it and everything, is that. CG should only ever be, you know, sort of a tool in the filmmaker's tool belt in the same way that, hey, video could actually just be a tool in the game designer's tool belt. Thank you, dude, whose <laughs> name I really wish I remembered right now because it's a great video that actually um, makes a good point. All
0: right. Well, I'm going to go out on, a, on an email that, is, um, that I enjoyed for its uh, light chastising of our tardiness. <laughs> Brian LaFramboise writes... Dear Idle Thumbs, last week, <laughs> last week you asked if anyone still cared Wait, about was her that story.
2: You or him? Let me.
0: T- that was me. <laughs> uh, last week you asked if anyone still cared about her story. Let me tell you a story. My wife is casually into video games, and lately we've both been enjoying Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective, and she really dug serial. So when I heard about her story, I picked it up thinking she'd enjoy it. I was right; she loved it. We played through the whole game that day, and she instantly began seeking out online discussions of the game to check out her theories against the uh, other theories of the game narrative. Now, we're about to move from Toronto to Vancouver, and so in in preparation for the 4,400-kilometer drive—that's 2,700 miles for the Metrically Disinclined—I queued up all the latest Idle Thumbs episodes alongside other podcasts so we could listen to the promised her story discussion together, (sighs) thinking, thinking it would bring her happiness during the long voyage. While she isn't big into video game podcasts, she has occasionally enjoyed Idle Thumbs, especially the intro music. And, and was willing to listen to however many episodes to it took.
2: Just mention that because he does the intro yeah, music. Yeah. It wasn't an email. It's, a... <laughs> ah, it's
0: an email. <laughs> <laughs> uh, while she isn't big into video game podcasts, she has occasionally enjoyed Idle Thumbs, especially the intro music, <laughs> and was willing to listen to however many episodes it took to get some witty and insightful her story analysis. Each day, we'd put one <laughs> Idle Thumbs episode into. <laughs> right- <laughs> And each day was met with sadness as the promised her story discussion never materialized. She did enjoy your Fallout Shelter misadventures, but it wasn't the same. I wanted to know you've made six days of driving less entertaining in hopes of guilting you into some her story talk. (laughs) No hard feelings, smiley face. Love the podcast. Keep up the great work the last few weeks, notwithstanding. (laughs) Knuckly yours, Brian LaFramboise.
2: That poor woman. I feel really bad for her right now. Brian and.
0: Just gotta move back friend. to Toronto. Try it again. Yeah. Put this on. They just really time.
2: need to do a 15 minute drive. Go, yeah, listen to it. True. Yeah. So
1: I found
2: that person. A... Oh, however long this has been going. We've on been talking for like an hour. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, time flies when you're having so much fun on mm-hmm. Idle Thumbs. So just uh, so you know, <laughs> the, that's... the the
3: uh, <laughs> the tagline for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
0: time
1: flies <laughs> when <laughs> you're
0: having so much fun, fun on with Idle, Idle Thumbs.
1: Idle Thumbs. <laughs> the, um, the CGI person. Um, is Rocket Jump Film Schools Freddie Wong? So you can oh, Wong. find out that yeah, check out that video. It's been that, going so around. Like it's pretty
0: decent. Um. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the Idle News Pod Blast Her Stories <laughs> Spoiler Cast. <laughs> finally <laughs> delivered
3: as promised. Time really flies when you're having so much fun with Idle Thumbs.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. So true. Thanks to everyone here in the room for participating and thanks for listening. If you in fact, uh, listened also, if you, because apparently this was her story was the official game to like, can, to sort of drag other people into video games. If you have been dragged into listening to this, <laughs> uh, we do a weekly video game podcast called idle thumbs. It is part of our larger idle thumbs network that has, uh, several shows about video games as well as also, uh, various shows about TV series, um, currently including our um, week-by-week watch of the second season of True Detective, True Detective Weekly. You can find all of our podcasts about uh, games and television at idlethumbs.net. And if you like any of them, please consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes. It helps a lot. It is the best way that we find uh, new listeners to um,
3: get our shows out there.
0: Yep. So, <laughs> uh, to sorcel with our dulcet yes.
3: tones. <laughs> also, I won't be there. So if you didn't like me, I'm on hardly any of the episodes. So don't worry about <laughs> it. True. All uh, right. Well, thanks everyone.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Bye. 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 Bye.
3: Do you think you understand why we recorded this podcast?
0: Right in the questions about. <laughs>
3: There's
0: only one real answer though.